Welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's going on in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, we read the news, so you don't have to. Um, um, do we have quick housekeeping stuff to get through? We do. Okay. We have one really exciting thing. Well, we, have, we have a few exciting things. We have things. a few exciting things, but one pressing new exciting thing. Yes. Our email referral program has begun. So if you are a subscriber to the Betches Sup newsletter, you can start referring your friends via our referral program. And depending on the number of friends who you refer, there's a special link. You can get signed up. Uh, you can get different prizes. Mm-hmm. There are new stickers. These are different stickers from the ones we were sending out wow. for screenshots. They're new Really cute stickers. They contain some of the old classics and also some new soon-to-be classic stickers. Yes, exactly. There's a Michelle Obama pop socket that looks amazing. There's like a portable wine, plastic wine glass that says Freedom Juice on Mm -hmm. it. There's a makeup bag. So for the amount of friends that you subscribe, you can get these different prizes. And we think it's very fun. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy to get get free stuff this way. So if you want to get the link for that, um, it's on our Twitter page. It's on our Instagram if you look in our stories. And if you're already subscribed to the newsletter, that link is going to be going out in the newsletter tomorrow and every day going forward. So you will be able to find it there and start referring your friends and start getting free shit. Yeah, it's pretty easy too. Yeah, it's really easy. It's really, really easy. Yeah. And if you're one of those people who's like, well, can I just make up a bunch of fake emails? The answer is basically yes, but it's like, don't ask me that. <laughs> like, just do that privately for yourself. Yeah, there you go. Like, also, I, like, you don't need your friend's permission to To sign them, them up. To sign them up. Email, that's also true. You know what I mean? Like, why make up addresses when you can yeah. just do it? Like, I feel like I should sign up for my family members who, with conservative leanings. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh what's this and they'd be like well i got a free sticker out of it so that's the thing like we don't care if you do this via nefarious purposes we're not checking so (laughs) so do it sign people up get the prizes you're gonna love them they're great prizes there's a notebook who doesn't Mm -hmm. need a notebook who doesn't need a pop socket yeah we're also another exciting thing that we're doing is our election day (gasps) bus oh my god it's happening you guys talked about this on the last episode right? we did but for anyone who missed it if you are in the new york area if you are new york based we we are going to have a bus on election day. It'll be a special wrapped bus. It's going to be picking people up at different betchy locations, mm-hmm. juice your juice shops, mm-hmm. your cycling classes, etc. And it'll be dropping people off and picking them up at major polling locations yes. in Manhattan. So if you have a polling location in Manhattan, we might be going to yours. But even if you're not, once you've voted... Show up to the bus. Yeah, take some pictures. Take some pictures. We're you can drive around on the stuff going there. Some Polaroids. Yeah. Drive around with us. We're gonna be yelling at people from the top of the bus to go vote. Yeah, in a pleasant way. Yes, we want to both provide transportation to those who we can to their polling place, and also just make election day really fun. Yeah, for you if you voted, we're gonna have fun stuff on the bus. Yes, it's gonna be a very Instagrammable bus, and we'll be partnering with New Balance and Rock the Vote. Yes, and I think we'll be decked out in head to toe New Balance, which is so exciting. <laughs> so, like, just take your take your I voted selfie to the next level. Yeah, just take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I also did want to touch on something too before we got started. Is 
Tomorrow, October 16th, is the last day to register to vote in New Jersey. <gasps> New Jersey is full of swing districts. Yes. Which is really shocking, but you know, that's what happens when you gerrymander. Yep. And um, so, yeah, you can also apply for a mail-in ballot by October 30th. And as long as you mail it before election day, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Like the postmark. And because I did that, I did mail-in ballot because I'm going to be on this fucking bus. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. I'm going to be at my polling place at like 6 a.m. on the dot so that I can get, because our bus starts super early. So you're going to be seeing more information about that, where the bus is going, where we're picking up, where we're dropping off. If we're going to one of your polling places, please do come on the bus. But if we're not going to one of your polling places, still come, have fun with us. Election day is fun. We want to make voting fun. We Mm want to make everybody really excited and happy to get out to the polls do it for the gram i mean do it for the gram we'll get some great content exactly like my polling place isn't on our bus location but i'm gonna go to my polling place and then get on the bus and it's gonna be really fun yeah cool so november 6th it's in your calendar less than 30 days away less than 30 days away okay elise what's getting you through the week in trump's america oh i have something exciting Meghan Markle's having a baby. Oh my god. That was some much needed nice yeah. news. No well, downside. I wonder what she was like what else was she's gonna do? I don't know. That was quick. That was really they got quick. married in fucking May, but I yeah. guess that's what the Royals do. I think that's what they they just like procreate. Yeah. It's like, like the whole point. Yeah. I know that they have like a lot of like they obviously do a lot of things, like charity and shit. But like, what 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 do they have to do? I wonder if they'll like, because I know that with Princess Charlotte, mm-hmm. they broke from naming protocol by giving her the middle name Diana, which is not one of the like pre-approved oh. royal names. Yeah. Which I feel like Megan with an H, also not a pre-approved yeah. <laughs> royal name. So I wonder what they're going to do. So wait, but um, William has three kids now. Right? Didn't they have just? Didn't they yes. just have another baby? There's a there's Louie. Oh, that's is the newest the, one. That's the newest. So they could probably name it whatever they want because there's yeah. three. Oh, there's this baby is not getting on the throne. But then again, you never know. You never know. Though I don't want to wish anything bad on the other. That would mean that something really bad happened to all three I mean, of these I'm other sure, kids. I'm who sure, I think are really cute. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they maybe thought about King George, who's yeah. Queen Elizabeth's father. Yeah, that's true. When I was in uh, England couple years ago it was right when princess charlotte was born and i bought a princess charlotte commemorative shot glass oh, wow. that has a picture of her on it and then it also has like all of her stats from when she was born <laughs> <laughs> wow that's beautiful and whenever i use it i say to princess charlotte <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. so anyway when this baby comes out i'll get a commemorative shot glass for this baby as well mm-hmm. it was just nice news yeah. a royal baby's nice news you know, you know it's what? gonna be cute yeah, babies, they're gorgeous babies are a blessing babies are a blessing royal babies are a blessing this is also going to be the first mixed race royal baby ever. I mean, legitimate. Like, yeah, baby. yeah, that's true. Legitimately, <laughs> I'm sure legit- there's some bastards out there. Yeah, the, in the like u- usual formal actual yeah. meaning of bastard, not you know. Oh yeah, not a, that's not a knock on them. I'm no. sure they were great people. I meant yeah. But I meant the, like Jon Snow bastard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like Jon Snow. <laughs> um, but that's, I mean, I feel like that's like monumentally huge. Yeah, like it, is. it really couldn't so. be, mm-hmm. couldn't be bigger or better. Um, so yeah, congratulations to them. Or I wonder if it's bigger, boy. better, blacker. That's true. Yeah. I wonder, like, 
I'm just excited for them. I think it's going to be a sweet baby. I think Meghan Markle will be beautiful. I wonder if they're going to do the Kate Middleton thing where they trot her out on like so many fucking painkillers like 10 <laughs> minutes after the birth. Her hair is already done and she's just like, eh. Well, that's what I don't understand. Doesn't she get one of those, what is that shit called? And you, like, in your An back, epidural. An epidural and you like can't, you can't walk. Yeah. I mean, first of all, far be it for me to like say I, I actually know much about the birthing process but from my understanding is you usually take a little bit more of a break than <laughs> fucking Kate Middleton's out here full dry bar blowout <laughs> she's, baby. In, she's in she's in labor and they're doing her hair yeah exactly that's like I was literally like are they doing her hair while she's pushing yeah. like how is she is she in full hair and makeup while like she's you know finishing up the birth yeah. i feel like she they, also has good genes she always like comes out and she like looks like she didn't just have a baby it's yeah, like genetics or or maybe she's i don't know corsets? something's going on there I don't know. something i mean i don't know after you give birth like you definitely have to wear a really big diaper that's what i've yes. heard from everyone so in all those pictures of kate middleton no matter how beautiful she looks yeah. she is wearing a diaper well, and i want everyone to keep that in this mind. is so my sister told me this mm-hmm. she's had multiple children this is something that I feel like people don't talk about is that you have like nine months worth of period after you have a baby. Amazing. <laughs> like it all just comes out at once. Amazing. I could be completely wrong, but it's, <laughs> I think that's, I think that's true. I know. I mean, people also say that you shit yourself. Yeah. It's, so it seems, it seems like it just seems weird to bring stuff. her out there like right <laughs> afterwards. Like, <laughs> I feel like we could give them more time, but we'll see. Maybe Meghan Markle won't do that. Okay, yes. Meghan Markle is not one to go with all of the conventions. No, she's you not. Know? Yeah. So we will see how she and Harry handle. I think there's a little bit more pressure on Kate to do everything exactly perfect. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Brian, what's been getting you through the week in Trump's America? Well, like you, mine takes place across the pond. Wow. Um, we're actually having a very international podcast episode today. Yes, we're checking in on all of our friends around the world. Mm, and some some um, friends, yeah. you know. Uh, so in Berlin, Germany, organizers pulled together a demonstration to support an open and free society. They um, expected about 40,000 people and then... Over two hundred and forty thousand people showed up, and Damn. Basi- yeah, basically this march was. Um, it came at a time when like the anti-immigrant political party in Germany is like on the rise. They're now like the second biggest party mm-hmm. in Germany. There's like six big parties in Germany, um, not like here. And back in August, there was actually another far. Right, there was a far right protest, and people were protesting, like chanting "Close the borders," and people were doing like Hitler salutes and descended into like a lot of wow. violence. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's it's very know, intense. You know, you do a Hitler salute here, yeah. and it's like it could mean anything, but yeah. in Germany, my God, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and um, and then so because it's like they're having the a big debate in Germany, as they are in a lot of places, like here. Uh, about migration and mm-hmm. refugees. And so this far right group is very like closed borders. Like they're going to affect the German race population, which I mean, rings a little bell back to the early yes. 1900s. And you do also 1900s. have to take into account that like Germany did take in a very large number of refugees and are like, not that big of a country. I mean, they're much smaller yeah. than we are. We have taken in like, <laughs> we've taken in like two or whatever, yeah. like so few. Well, and they've I mean, taken it, in truly a like lot. It's like you drive through fucking like, I don't know, Kansas or something. And you see all this open space. And it's like, why can't I put a refugee? <laughs> we could fit a couple of refugees you know, in I here. Mean, the United know? States is huge. Yeah. But Germany, which is very small, 
did take in a large number yeah. of refugees so which caused, they, yeah it's caused quite a rift yeah and it's interesting because so angela merkel's party um it's like the biggest party uh i think they're called the christian democratic union and they're like a center right and now this other group coming up is a far right so there's not even like a pot like the left the, it's like they're, they're there yeah but you know I know, which is so interesting because Berlin is a very free wielding society. Yeah. Like there, it's very. If you go to Berlin, it's like a very liberal vibe there. I was there over the summer; it was great. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you do see like there are definitely large pockets of immigrant communities. I saw it all over Berlin and stuff, and and I understand how that can be difficult when you're taking in that many people in a short amount of time and like things are changing. That's not to say that I disagree with the situation, yeah. but I understand well, and people, why it's, it's people difficult. People will soak the fires, you know, yeah. like if like a crime happens involving an immigrant, yeah. they'll like, like they'll blast it on media as yeah. opposed to if a German person committed the same crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly more akin to like the illegal immigration situation we have here and like undoc the undocumented situation more than like, the refugee situation because we don't take in that many refugees but obviously we have a large number of like undocumented immigrants that come in and we're figuring out how to deal with that and i feel like that's probably more analogous to the germany situation but you know i just love protesters protesting for the rights of immigrants anywhere and that's a beautiful thing that happened there that's nice. Mm-hmm. I like to hear that. Because all we hear about is like the rise of all these far right parties. Apparently yeah. Brazil is about to elect some pretty extreme far right person, um, which sucks. I was like, I was like doing a brief Google on that. And I was like, I need to learn a lot more information, but there's a lot going on there. So it's yeah. nice to see some people fighting back. On Speaking that. of which, shall we? Dive into the news. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So like we said, we're doing an internationally focused episode today. There's, you know, we've got stuff going on at home, but it's important to zoom out and look at what's going on around the world. So I wanted to give you guys an update on a little thing called Brexit. You heard of her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this bitch. <laughs> You're not going to believe what this bitch is up to. Um, okay. So... Surprise, surprise, Brexit has, is really hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing, doing what Brexit is supposed to do has proven extremely difficult. And a lot of this has been coming to a head recently. Like, basically, the UK has been trying to negotiate a deal with the EU on Brexit. And it was it's like on a razor's edge right now. And it's kind of the issue is all revolving around what to do about Northern Ireland. So Northern Ireland is a part of the UK. So it would Brexit Mm -hmm. with technically it would Brexit with everybody, Mm -hmm. but also the Republic of Ireland is also obviously attached to Northern Ireland and it is not part of the, it would stay a part of the EU. So this is causing a lot of confusion about what to do with that border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland and whether or not there should be a hard border there or whether or not Northern Ireland should sort of be able to stay in the EU. The customs agreement is specifically the thing Mm -hmm. that we're looking at. You know, I kind of love that the Irish are like making, giving the Brits a headache. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what you get. Yeah, so basically the EU 
has one proposal. It's called the backstop proposal. Um, and I'm going to read specifically from an article from the guardian here so that I like use all the proper terminology because believe it or not, I am not an expert in this subject. (laughs) So for the EU's backstop proposal, Northern Ireland would in effect stay in the single market and the customs union while the rest of the UK withdrew. This would mean that where there would be no checks on goods on the Island of Ireland, but there would be on trade between Northern Ireland and the rest of the UK. It would also mean that Northern Ireland would be outside the scope of future trade deals stuck struck by the British government. One of the chief benefits of leaving the EU according to Brexiters. Okay. So, Theresa May, British Prime Minister, has rejected this proposal and has instead proposed that the whole country stay in the customs union with the EU on a temporary limited time basis. And Northern Ireland alone would remain under single market regulation. So this is, she's kind of proposing like a half Brexit, right? Yeah, like, like a soft Brexit. So... Brexiters who are in her party um, and another party, the Democratic Unionist Party, which I think is different from Theresa May's party, but please don't kill me if I'm wrong. Uh, So they don't like this. They Mm -hmm. basically see it as like a betrayal of the thing that they voted for. They want Brexit. They want a hard Brexit. They want it out. But Theresa May and a lot of other people in the British parliament and government in general see that just like a hard Brexit is going to fuck them. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not good. They might, Brian brought this to my attention, but they might lose access to Spotify and Netflix. Yeah. So if you didn't understand the seriousness <laughs> of what is going on, just imagine and to, losing access to just Spotify. Just circle back. Theresa May is not, is, the Democratic Unionist Party is a different party from Theresa May. Okay, good. That's good. So basically they had had this pretty contentious talk on Sunday, Theresa May and the EU where they did not, they were hoping to come to an agreement, but they're not able to because Theresa May kind of has her hands tied by her own party. Mm -hmm. So it's important to remember that, you know, the UK has a parliamentary system. So they elect the party, not the prime minister. The prime minister is just the leader of the party that they elected. Right. So if Theresa May loses the support of her party, she loses her job. Yeah, but that's why. So like the the they we had they had a different prime minister before Brexit happened, and then the Brexit vote happened, and that's when Theresa May became I think leader so. of the party because their party did not want Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, so it's I forget what that dude's name was, but he was good looking and friends with Obama and Justin Trudeau. Oh, um, that's Cameron. Um, Dave, yeah. Oh, maybe it was Cameroon? David Cameron. Or um, Benedict Cumberbatch, <laughs> I think is his name. Um, yeah, I think that's right. I think his name is Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. So, so he lost his job and he had to play Sherlock Holmes on TV. Yeah. Um, okay. So the negotiations are now kind of like on hold while they're regrouping. Uh, and the EU has sort of demanded maximum progress to be made this month before they allow the talks to continue. Uh, Brexiters in the cabinet have called a meeting to discuss their next move, and that's going to happen today. And then on Wednesday, Theresa May is heading to Brussels for a two-day summit where the EU will decide if sufficient progress has been made in the Brexit talks. They also had had a plan to have a summit to finalize the terms the weekend of November 17th, but 
Emmanuel Macron said that he will not attend unless there's movement on the Ireland issue by October. So basically what I'm trying to tell you is this is a big ass mess. Yeah, it's a big fucking mess. (laughs) It's a big fucking mess. Nobody can agree on what has to happen. Basically, like what they're coming up against is like, this is going to fuck them up really yeah. bad, no matter what. And Theresa May. What, and So if they don't come to a conclusion by the time they Brexit. Yeah. Then it's just they fully leave the EU with no agreement in place. And it's chaos. It's mm-hmm. gravity. You're floating out in space. You're you're out there. You're untethered. You're with all the space yeah. trash. You're They're just, an island. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean, it's just an incredibly complicated issue. I will say that when I foolishly was like, I'll take on Brexit for the podcast, I ended up having to open like, I'm trying to read like one article about what's going on now. And then I ended up having to open up like supplemental tab after supplemental tab to be like, okay, but what is this? Like, what is the customs agreement versus the single market? And it just, it went to show me like just the level of complexity of what has to go into this. Yeah. And it really just looks like a big old mess for our yeah. buds across the pond. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe this wasn't the best idea. You know, I'm starting to feel like, and we all made decisions in 2016 mm-hmm. that did not pan out for the best. So, you know. It's crazy. It's been over two years and we're, they still haven't figured out what the fuck to do. Yeah. It's like, it does remind me because like, they, like, they're like, yeah, let's Brexit. And then they, like, they voted to Brexit and they're like, the people who are pro-brexit they didn't have a plan on how to do it yeah it was just, do it. same thing with like donald trump when he got elected he he was like yeah. wasn't looking for cabinet members he had no plan to like take over the white house no you'd win you just like vote like it seems like on both counts we just voted for some crazy shit to go down we were like let's upend the system yeah. and then like you don't have a plan in place for what the new system is gonna yeah. be i feel like Knowing literally nothing except for my AP US comparative government class in junior year of high school, I feel like Theresa May is going to lose her fucking job over this. Yeah. Like, I don't think that she's going to stay. Oh, Boris Johnson. By the way, I included this quote from Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson is like the big Brexit guy uh, in the UK who like looks exactly like Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's actually weird. Same hair color. Same, same how can anyone have the same hair as they Donald Trump? Have, they must have used the same box. The same stylist. The same, the same stylist. <laughs> the same stylist, which is a wig that they ordered on Amazon. Yeah. Um, and who knows if they're going to see if he's still going to be able to get that wig from Amazon once Brexit goes yeah. through. We don't know what's going to happen. Uh, so, so Boris Johnson has been like very outspoken against Theresa May's plan. And he said... Um, in presuming to change the constitutional arrangements of the United Kingdom, the EU is treating us with naked contempt. Like some chess player triumphantly forking our king and our queen, the EU Commission is offering the UK what appears to be a binary choice. It is a choice between the breakup of this country or the subjugation of this country, between separation or submission. I feel like the use of the phrase forking our king <laughs> is very triggering for British people. <laughs> like, that is very strong language. Um, so that's where he stands on it. And he's like, he's Mr. Brexit. They also have a Brexit minister whose last name is Rab. Boris Johnson is not the Brexit minister. Mm-hmm. 
but he does not like the backstop idea. He thinks it should all be jettisoned and he wants a hard Brexit and he does not want access to Spotify. He uses Pandora. He loves Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> he has a title account. He is not concerned. So that's where our buds in the UK are at. Um, yeah. Brian, would you like to turn our attention now to... Um, another member of our friend group, frankly, yeah, I Saudi mean, Arabia. I guess they're kind of a friend group. Yeah. They're like, they're like the person who were like, Oh my God, we're not friends with them. But like, we actually are hanging out with them every day. <laughs> um, so I'm sure, I think you guys also touched on this last Thursday, but Saudi journalist, Jamal Khashoggi, um, did I say that right? Khashoggi. Khashoggi. Yeah. Khashoggi, uh, has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Basically, what happened is Mr. Khashoggi walked into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul around like 1.15 p.m. on Tuesday to pick up a document to get a divorce because he was going to marry a a Turkish woman the following day. He, That's first of all, I think leaving it a little late to get the divorce document, but when, <laughs> far be it for me to, yeah. to criticize. Um, <laughs> I don't want to criticize him, but I'm just saying yeah. maybe do it two days before. So he um, he gave her her his her two cell phones uh, and said so she waited outside. She ended up waiting there very far into the night. He never appeared, and then it came out the Turkish officials, Turkish authorities re- released video footage of. Mr. Khashoggi uh, going into the consulate, but they have none of him walking out. So something sketchy clearly happened. Yeah. So simultaneously, the day that Mr. Khashoggi disappeared, 15 Saudi agents flew into Istanbul on two private jets that was chartered by a company that has close ties to the crown prince and the Saudi interior minister. The agents then waited for Mr. Khashoggi inside the consulate. And apparently this is what the Turkish officials are saying is that they killed him within two hours. He was dismembered. So yeah. So among the Saudi agents that were like went in there and flew in there was a doctor who specialized in in autopsies (laughs) and the group brought a bone saw into the consulate. Oh my God. And they also bought suitcases and brought them in. They brought their own. They brought their own suitcases with them to Turkey, like they, person-sized but suitcases. Yeah, but they also went to a bazaar and bought additional suitcases and brought them into the consulate before he got there. Well, maybe they just wanted to pick up some stuff at the duty-free. Yes, maybe. you got to get that Toblerone. I, mean, I do the same thing. <laughs> we open his thing; it's full of Toblerone. Yeah. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going back to Madrid, and I'm bringing an empty suitcase just to fill with clothes, some wine. You know, I anyway, have a feeling actually, that's, no, that's not what happened here. That's not true. I'm not doing that. Uh, I, don't know, <laughs> I don't know if that's legal or not. I, that. Uh, um, I don't think that's what happened here. No. I don't think this is Tobler and unrelated, so, but one can only help. And so, yes, yeah, so that all happens. Uh, um, so basically, the 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 prince of Saudi Arabia, the crown prince, is this guy Mohammed bin Salman. His father is the king. However, he is the um, he is the leader of like their government. And he's only 33 years old. He's been working hard to portray himself as this like kind of open-minded person, reformer. Awoke bay. Yeah, determined to open the kingdom's cultural and culture and economy. He was kind of behind like letting women drive. Letting women or he drive. Was, he was supportive they, of that. Like initially, yes. People thought that this was gonna, like, a re- like a reforming time. Uh, he rolled, yeah, he rolled back the Saudi religious police. Women were allowed to go to sporting events. And like you said, they could drive. 
Um, but since then, the kingdom then arrested a bunch of top officials. They like dissent was dissent was silenced. They calls for change were censored. Um, free speech is basically under attack yeah, and they are lot, arrested several Muslim preachers. A lot of women who advocated for the driving ban to be lifted were also arrested, but were not released once the driving ban was lifted. So it's like a really confusing, it's, it's hard to tell where they yeah. stand. And so Mr. Uh, Jamal Khashoggi's background is that he had worked in the Saudi embassies in Washington and London and he had good, a good relationship with the kingdom and he was very well liked by journalists and diplomats over across the world. And then over years in the Saudi like media, he was, uh, he's basically an unofficial spokesperson for the Royal family. And he was well liked, as I said. And after though, as things started to progress in Saudi Arabia with like the, the free attacks on free speech and censorship. And then like, you know, he started to become a dissenting voice and he relocated to Virginia. Basically he, he like, what's the word? He like put himself outside of the, he exiled himself. Mm -hmm. And then he was like an outspoken critic of the crown Mm -hmm. because he wanted, because I mean like private businesses were shady because the government was shady and he wanted to give the businesses chances to be less shady. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't happening. And so he was like, and so the prince, the only way that this attack could have happened is if someone high level in their government authorized it. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe that this would have all gone down like, without... The prince The prince basically would have had yeah, to authorize it. Yeah, the prince... It. Like, without the prince and King Salman knowing about it, yeah. like, it's hard to believe that that would happen. So that is not good. And since then there's been a whole lot of like backlash and response. So on like at first um, our president was like, uh, there, there should be severe punishment if this is true. And then the Saudi Arabians were like, if we receive any action, it will respond with greater action. And they say we, we play an influential and vital role in the global economy economy. And then Saudi Arabia that they said, the foreign minister said aff- affirms its total rejection of any threats and attempts to undermine it, w- whether by threatening to impose economic sanctions using political pressures or repeating false accusations. And so, and then president basically said, actually I talked to the King. It might've just been some rogue killers. Yes. And that was a theory that the Saudi government was like seriously pushing is that yeah. this was just like some rogue element who went into the Turkish consulate and like kidnapped him and did all this yeah. shit without anybody knowing that they were going to do it. And so, um, he, Donald Trump is sending secretary of state, Mike Pompeo to meet with the King to discuss whatever. There's going to be investigations, but it, it's and Turkey says they have the evidence yes. that this has happened, but they're not releasing it yet for whatever reason. Um, some people are saying that maybe Turkey will hold on to it so they can negotiate with Saudi Arabia on the side. Um, but who knows? And so also there's a business conference happening around like October 23rd in Saudi Arabia. And this was supposed to be like their big economic thing. But ever since this has happened, a lot of high profile businesses and people who are supposed to go have pulled out. CNN has pulled out CNBC, the financial times, the New York times, Bloomberg, JP Morgan, um, Ford, Uber. Um, they're all not going anymore. The Saudi stocks plunged 7%. However, 
Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin still plans to go, and I think a division of Fox. So, <laughs> shockingly, they're on the wrong side. What a great, what a what a wonderful yeah. conference. And so, our relationship with Saudi Arabia is so complicated and weird. Yeah. Like, if you're wondering why the U.S., the United States is like BFFs with this country that doesn't let women drive and basically kills dissidents um they're really fucking rich yeah saudi arabia is if not the biggest i think they they are the they possess about 18 percent of the world's oil reserves and is the world's biggest oil exporter and we also sell a fuck ton of weapons to saudi arabia Mm -hmm. and there's another thing that is happening because we uh, we provide Saudi Arabia with weapons. Saudi Arabia is fighting the Houthi rebels that have taken over the government of Yemen. Mm-hmm. And if you guys remember back in August, about, I think, 40 children, 40 boys were killed in a bombing on a bus. Do you remember, do you remember yes. that we talked about that? Yeah. And it was from U.S.-provided weapons. Basically, there is the biggest humanitarian crisis ever happening, according to the UN, happening in Yemen right now because of Saudi Arabia. There's blockages. There's a famine that's affecting about 17 million people. Um, we They've killed a bunch of fucking civilians. They've targeted hospitals. They've targeted yeah. human rights watch Kids places. on a school bus. Yeah, and we are basically helping provide that shit to happen. So now... A lot of people in Congress, like uh, Bernie Sanders, for example, tweeted today, like this, this may be a catalyst that lets us not be so dependent upon Saudi Arabia, you know, and we can be like after all this shit that they've done in Yemen and the Middle East, um, maybe now is the time for us to not be BFFs with the fucking kingdom of saudi arabia uh and right before we went in to record this there was a tweet from one jake tapper saying um okay i'm just gonna read the tweet it says breaking uh two sources say that the saudis are preparing a report that will acknowledge jamal khashoggi's death was the result of an interrogation that went wrong one that was intended to lead to his uh, abduction from turkey One source uh, says the report will likely conclude that the operation was carried out without clearance and transparency and that those involved will be held responsible. Another source says the report is still being prepared and cautioned that things could change. So it seems like maybe they're trying to change this from this idea of like rogue actors to like, oh, yeah, we authorized for them to kidnap him, but not to dismember him with a bone saw. So that we like, just happened to bring that because... We brought the bone saw for an unrelated... We were doing a barbecue. Yeah. Unrelated incident. Kill the camel. Yeah, exactly. Like, what... It, so there's that, which is, like... And Saudi Arabia <sighs> is, like, a big... Like, they do help a lot with the fight against ISIS and you know, they're a stronghold for us in the Middle East. But, you know, I don't feel like, I don't know. The Middle East is complicated. It's like, if you 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 didn't know. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. The Middle East is complicated. But uh, you know what? We have Jared Kushner on it, and Mm -hmm. he's a genius, according to Nikki Nikki Haley. Haley. So, I feel a little better about it. Yeah. uh, Knowing that Jared 
is working on this <laughs> helps me sleep at night so we also we've been thinking about doing some like in-depth podcast episodes yeah, that some releases bonus, bonus i think this would be a fun one yeah because i think honestly in both of the topics that we researched brexit for today and arabia, brexit yeah. and saudi arabia brian and i were like Oh my God, we need a wealth of background information yeah. about this. Like both of these things could be full podcast episodes. Yeah. So that's definitely something we're going to look into, but obviously keep both of these things at the front of your mind. It's important for all of us to know yeah. not it, it's hard when your country is like on fire to be like, Oh, also other countries are on fire. Yeah. But it is important for us to take a minute when we're not, immediately dealing with some insane whatever here to check in with what's going on with our long distance relationships. Yeah. Um, I think we can quickly move one more through one more thing. Yes. Um, that um, said, we're going to talk about uh, for one more thing. Uh, the president went on 60 minutes yesterday and he had a he said a whole bunch of stuff. So I think the thing that really stuck out to me because this is something that I have nightmares about. Yeah, um, is climate change. Yeah, that I, was the thing that stuck out to me as it well. Is, it is constantly pressing on my mind. Yeah. Um, and so he got asked um, if they thought because remember Trump tweeted that climate change was a hoax invented From, by the Chinese. Yes. Um, so the journalist, the reporter asked. Trump if he still thinks climate change is a hoax and then he responded by saying I think something's happening something's changing and it'll change back again I don't think it's a hoax I think there's probably a difference but I don't know that it's man-made I will say this I don't want to give trillions and trillions of dollars I don't want to lose millions and millions of jobs I don't want to be put at a disadvantage it's what hard. does that mean? It is not going to go back. I know. <laughs> what, what? So I think that what he's trying to say is that there are some people some of the climate deniers basically say that like oh this is a natural thing that is occurring even though like literally every scientist says that's not true and if you actually look at things if you actually look at natural warming patterns that have happened this is like so far beyond yeah. i mean i always remember <laughs> an inconvenient truth that like graph that he shows yeah. of like normal warming patterns and then where we're at now which is like so far beyond i also can't tell if at the end of that he's trying to say we don't want to lose jobs by switching away from coal or if he's trying oil. to say, or an oil, or if he's trying to say, we don't want to lose jobs by missing out on green energy. Yeah. Like I can't tell my, in my mind, I'm like, well, certainly he can't be saying something that's correct. So, <laughs> I mean, it, this is another thing that brings me back to Saudi Arabia. Maybe if we weren't so reliant on foreign oil, we could do something about climate change. Right. Right? Yeah. It's you know, like, like part of part of it. Like it's all of this stuff is intertwined. And I feel like it'd be very America first of us to d establish a like green power solution. Right? Where it's in like the United States. Oh, we actually are only dependent on our own sources of energy of and solar, we don't, wind and some nuclear. Yeah, know? and we don't need this other country to do that, but you know, I mean, I'm not a politician, not yet. Yeah. Brian Smith 2040 <laughs> i don't know and i'll rule the 100 people that still live on the earth yeah yeah exactly because you'll rule like the tiny patch yeah. of land that's left i'll win the popular vote but i'll lose the lizard vote yeah. 
<laughs> which is all that matters at that time. He, he also said a bunch of other stuff. He said that he mocked Christine Blasey Ford because he knew it would help them win the Kavanaugh <sighs> shit. Um, he basically. was like, I'm not going to interfere in the Mueller investigation, but I won't pledge not to interfere in the he Mueller s- investigation. He said, he said China meddled in the presidential election. Yeah, he was like Russia meddled, but actually I think it was mostly China and I think we should really be focused on China. It so, was all it was it was and he also said James Mattis might be a Democrat, a secret Democrat and he doesn't expect It was him all to over the in, place. Who's the our, who's the current uh Secretary of Defense or the Defense Secretary? Yeah. So it was truly all over the place and it was kind of it was mostly just a rundown of all things that we already know him to believe. So it's like we didn't want to do our whole episode about it today because it's like I don't know. We felt like we had other information that we could give you that was more interesting and important. So if you want to watch, if you want to spend 60 minutes watching Donald Trump, give an interview, go do it. Yeah. But also you don't have to (laughs) (laughs) nothing like new. Yeah. No one can make you feel like you have to. It was interesting to see because you can tell that like he's so used to doing Fox interviews that he doesn't get, he gets like a little disheveled or like flustered yeah. when someone actually like presses him on a question. He like doesn't know how to like, he's like, well, I'm president and we won. Yes. We won. So it doesn't even matter. And it's like, whoa. yeah, the interviewer tried to press him at one point about family separation. Like basically he was like, well, no one was mean to Obama about family separation. And the interviewer was kind of rightly like, well, Obama wasn't separating families at the border. There were, there were unidentified, like un accompanied minors Mm -hmm. that he was holding in these detention facilities, which isn't great either, but like it's different. And then he, the interviewer and Trump got into a back and forth and Trump ended it by being like, well, I'm the president and you're not like literally that is what he said. I'm the president and you're not. So there was that. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. There's your rundown. That's your rundown of all the crazy shit that happened in the news. Um, all right. So I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Guys, remember our referral program. Remember to look out for that bus. If you are New York based, betches.co slash vote. To register to vote. To register to vote and get updates about elections in your area. Also, screenshot this podcast. Yeah, we'll still send you stickers we'll for that. Some stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Batches.